We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Happy Tuesday, Chiefs Kingdom. We've got some great news for the leader of Chiefs Kingdom is Patrick and Brittany Mahomes welcomed, welcomed Patrick Bronze Lavon Mahomes III into the world yesterday. Seven pounds, eight ounces per Mahomes post on social media. Insert joke here about the greatest quarterback of the next generation officially being one day old today. Uh, oh, and for the regular Did You Know segment, uh, Patrick Mahomes now officially has the most wins, passing yards, and touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history through their first 75 career games. And Mahomes plays his 75th career game on Sunday against the Bengals. And to help us break it all down will be Nate Taylor from The Athletic. We'll join here in just a little bit for our five burning questions. We appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of KCSN Update our daily chief show and podcast here at KC sports network on BJ Kissel, former chiefs insider and sideline reporter. Now just trying to create a sports media platform for some other content creators to do what they do best. So before we bring on Nate and get his five burning questions and his insider perspective on what's going on with the chiefs right now, here's a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app when you're looking when you're trying to find the plays you're looking for. I personally love the anytime scores. You always feel like you got a shot and you can go across the league with it. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn a 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to this DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Chiefs this Sunday against the Bengals on the road are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the team that ended their season a year ago with an over-under right now at 52 points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's welcome on the Prince of Chiefs content from The Athletic, Nate Taylor, for our five burning questions. Nate, I'm going to keep throwing nicknames until one of them sticks, but Prince <laughs> of Chiefs content... I'm liking, I like this one. 
you're everywhere, <laughs> it, man. It's it's totally unnecessary, but uh, but thank you, uh, BJ. Um, you know, I always like to say that like Thanksgiving is when like real football starts, when mm. you really have to decide um, who's good, who's not good, who's going to be in the playoff race, who's going to win the number one seed. Um, but with that comes like the most important games of the season. Yep. I don't think last week's game was very important. It was quite boring. But hey, yep. real stress football free. Start- yeah, 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 stress free, sure. Uh, real football starts on Sunday, though, when they play the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> so it's like a one week after. I usually say, like, how do you look uh, through the first 12 weeks, which is usually when Thanksgiving uh, sort of falls in line with the NFL schedule. Now it's week 13. How, how. I- Significant are the Chiefs? How legitimate are the Bengals and and all that other <laughs> stuff? But uh, but happy to happy to discuss it with you. You know what I love most about the point you just made because very fair. And then when you add context to the AFC West before Thanksgiving, every Chargers All Pro basically on IR. Uh, Raiders wow. players retiring left and right, cutting former first round picks. Broncos traded their best pass rusher, like just an absolute disaster over mm-hmm. in Denver and all before thing you're like nothing really starts till Thanksgiving like everybody else in the AFC West has been shutting it down at least in terms of the Broncos and the Raiders with what yeah. they have going on now they got a big win this past and, weekend but oof. and the hilarious part is um I have to usually remind folks that like the middle part of the season is usually the most interesting because you get that interconference play um mm-hmm. guys get into a rhythm like hey how does your fantasy team look um but then after yeah. Thanksgiving, they just start flooding you with like <laughs> Giants, Cowboys, and you know, I guess now Commanders, you know, Giants. Uh, you get all these divisional games. Um, and to your point, yeah, they, they the Chiefs haven't played the Broncos yet. Still got to play the Raiders, and those games are inconsequential to the divisional part of the season. Um, but yeah, you are going to get like some Bills, Dolphins again. You're going to see Bills, uh, yeah. Patriots on Thursday. So the divisional stuff is always fun, but it's like, yeah, the, those games are supposed to matter the most because they're at the end of the year and they are supposed to decide who wins the division, except in the AFC West. Because the AFC East is what everybody thought the AFC West was going to be yes. this season. Yes. So, all right, that's, that's let's talk a little, know. let's talk a little, uh, Chiefs Rams, the boring game that was stress free. And hopefully, I based on paper, it feels like we're going to have several of these games down the stretch to your point uh, with six regular season games to go. Uh, you've got the game against the Bengals and the Seahawks playing pretty well. Everybody else not as strong as we thought when this schedule first came out last spring. Uh, but looking before we get to the this is not one of the burning questions. Okay. But what was your favorite moment from being at Sunday's game? I always love the the behind the scenes stuff that we can't always see on TV. Uh, what was your favorite mo- moment from the Chiefs' twenty six ten win over the Rams? Um, it man, that's a you know the the thing about Sunday was I didn't think it was like the and this is totally understandable. Like it wasn't the best atmosphere. It wasn't like yeah. Arrowhead was on ten out of ten in terms of rating. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of you know, Rams fans, which is understandable. They're not in St. Louis anymore. Uh, So they don't even have that sort of like regional sort of connection uh, to them. But I think my favorite moment probably from the game uh, was just the idea (laughs) that, um, you know, 
fans, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, BJ. Um, but fans are, are knowledgeable. They are really, mm-hmm. really invested. And I think oftentimes we as uh, reporters or analysts or the players and coaches themselves, you know, we get so focused on the job and what we're trying to do that we do lose sight of, like, like people really are – super duper invested in this team um and that's been the case obviously since i've been growing up in kansas city um the idea that the loudest roar outside of travis kelsey's touchdown pass was on a fair catch that that is Justin Watson that, was a part of that. <laughs> Justin yes. Watson kind of egged him on a little bit. <laughs> there was a little sarcastic cheering there, and I wasn't yeah. quite sure how to feel about it. But because because it really wasn't. Um, everybody walked into the building, perhaps the Rams themselves, realizing that they were going that the Chiefs were going to win the game. Right. Um, but with all that said, I do think the fans just wanting a professional at the position and it's not necessarily like i don't know if it's i don't think it's totally a dig at sky Moore. i think it's more of a uh reaction to the coaching staff and their decision making but yeah. i do think that was like i don't I mean i tweeted about it but i was just like <laughs> i just couldn't believe that there's like that's uh in a game that will be hard to probably remember and this is what um, my buddy yeah. Josh Briscoe said on Times R is like just hey like it's gonna be it's gonna be a game that you're like oh yeah that's right they played the Rams in 2022 <laughs> wow don't even remember that but I yeah. will remember that like you know it's not the same as like the end of 2018 when everybody was cheering or chanting I should say MVP 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 after Mahomes threw his 50th touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson against the Raiders right um but the fans you know it 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 does um it does stay with me i guess that's what stays with me most um there wasn't a ton in the locker room although i know people um were aware of jason sudeikis was was hanging around mm-hmm. with the team um but i just i i kind of love that the fans were like we have to applaud that we <laughs> that we have accepted a fair punt we have caught it and now the offense can operate instead of that poor rookie who just hasn't figured it out yet and he might not figure it out and that might not be what he's you know that's why it's not why they drafted him necessarily yeah. it's just um we're gonna it's just reality of the situation we'll put a pin in that because it may be one of the burning questions coming up here in a little bit and i don't want to get out of order but i was really hoping when mm. you were explaining what kind of what was going on in the locker room the vibe i was hoping that you're gonna tell me that chris jones was in the money corner like the corner with like a money gun just like no, chris, <laughs> i said chris, on the post game shows like everybody in yeah. that locker room, it's probably like, hey, just move on. Like, not super exciting, not like real, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of very business like. Whereas Chris Jones in the corner is just going nuts with his $1.25 million bonus for his 10th sack in- incentive. It, it would have been, it would have been really nice. Um, I think George Karloff just probably had the best thing just about like how cool it is for him to sort of watch the way Chris is, you know, as. I sort of worked and been successful this season. And look, he, he should have had his 10 sack weeks earlier. But of course, you know, the, the referees get involved um, and make, you know, some judgment calls. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I thought George probably said it the best. At the same time, though, Chris didn't really. Um, it, it's weird. It's like it's just I, I think business like is a good way of saying it. But like he just um, he didn't. He wasn't his normal jovial self. 
okay. and he wasn't. You know, I think I think I think guys just realize that like, um, I, I guess the from a from a overall sense of the team, a lot of the guys who are not rookies were like. Okay, that's over. I really want to get to Cincinnati. Like, I really just want to like. Okay, that wasn't great, but it was good enough. And like, um, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna work to to get ready for Cincinnati. And I think Andy even acknowledged that when basically saying like, I don't even want to tell you what was wrong in the red zone, guys, because we play the Bengals next week. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> it's the, like, be- the best answer. And I'll. Going back to Chris, I was surprised because Chris's post-game presser after the Chargers win, he was very mm-hmm. subdued compared to what his normal personality is. And I don't know if it's just him holding it all in and trying to maintain that for the presser or if he is just really, I don't say at peace, but just kind of on a different level of focus and mission mm-hmm. uh, this year mm-hmm. where I respect it. But the yeah. fun, the fun side of me was like, I want Brett Veach with a giant ass check walking into the locker room. That says one point two five million, and hand it to him, and all his guys can get around him, and they take a big picture. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want that kind of fun, but not at all what Coach or Brett are about. But that's what I want for Chris. Yeah, I, I <laughs> look. The position doesn't make you a natural leader, in my opinion. Like, defensive tackle does not scream, you gotta be a leader. That's more of, like, a linebacker like Nick Bolton, or a safety like we saw with Tyron Matthew, you know, years prior. Like, those positions, you know, from a responsibility communication sense, sort of give off the sense of, like, you need to be a leader. Well, I think Chris is trying to, you know, um, I think Chris is trying to figure out, like, how do I want to be a leader? Yeah. You know, um, while also, you know, being fun around the guys. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, I don't know. I think maybe I said this to you last week. Maybe I didn't, BJ. But just, like, he understands that, like, everything sort of revolves around him, especially up front. Yeah. Um, and the reason Nick Bolton looks good is because Chris Jones exists, uh, <laughs> you know, half the time. But, but yeah, like, I just – I get the sense that, like, he's – I'll be – you know, he talked about this at – uh, the offseason mini camp at the veterans mini camp in June, just about how much that Cincinnati game sort of stayed with him and was part of his motivation for this offseason. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond just hey, if you have ten sacks, you get a you get a nice bonus. That's a that's a that's a great thing where everything sort of aligns up. Um, but I also know too that uh, he wasn't asked to be a leader last year, and I think this year Andy came to him with spags, of course, and sort of said. Um, hey, you're the longest tenured defender on the team. You're the best defender on the team. You're the most mm-hmm. accomplished alongside you and, and Frank Clark. And Frank's got his own situation um, mm-hmm. to sort of reestablish himself. You don't have to do that. We know you're great. So um, see how you can um, sort of have an influence on the younger guys while also playing well and also, you know, maybe thinking big picture versus like, you know, if this was Chris Jones in 2018, when he was on that sack streak, he yeah. was a joy to talk to because uh, he just really enjoyed telling everyone how good he was. <laughs> Where this year, he didn't have to do that. I don't have to do that anymore. You guys know how good I am, and it's been proven on the field. So um, I think we're going to probably talk to Chris this week ahead of the Bengals game, but it'll be fascinating to see, like, how he how he wants to approach it and obviously right. what he does on the field. Um, against a new, you know, a new collection of offensive linemen for the Bengals. Right. Yeah, it 
I, to your point, I'm very interested to see because it didn't take long for the post game presser. You could say that they had already moved on to Cincinnati. The coach reads favorite, like we're on to Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, line from 2014 or whatever that was that year. Yeah. Uh, one of the more uncomfortable. I don't think you were there that year because uh, that was really early on. But if you were, we all remember that. That was one of the more uncomfortable press conferences that, that game. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to our five burning questions. First one, most impressive aspect of the chiefs defensive performance on Sunday against the Rams. Cause I don't think we always talk about the offense so much defense held right. under 200 yards. So defense right. played phenomenal. I don't care if it was Bryce Perkins first career start, whatever, yep. but yep. for you watching that, what was the most impressive aspect of it? Yeah. And I wish I could um, give credit to the person who mentioned it on Twitter, uh, who was, you know, it was just like in my mentions and I read it and I, I, I gotta get better at like screen grabbing these things so that I can acknowledge these folks, but someone uh, after the game said that uh, they were, you know, you never want anybody to get hurt, obviously, in a football game, even though, you know, it's a violent sport. Um, but this person was like, the joy I had when Legereus Snee came back into the game for the second half <laughs> and like not having to like worry about him in the concussion protocol and obviously the implications of that moving forward. Um, and then he just comes back and, and plays excellent. You know, he was the highest rated defender he might have been the highest rated player i gotta go back and look on um pro football focus's grades from sunday's game he obviously had the interception he was phenomenal in the run game um obviously they blitzed him a little bit but legerious knee was was pretty good and that's saying something when chris jones gets a sack and george Karloftis is really active and and sort of beats the rams to the spot on the screen pass i think willie gay and nick bolton are are just getting better little by little as the season goes along um but i thought legeria sneed was probably the 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 biggest player that sort of jumped out um because he can do so many things um schematically that helps the defense you know hold an opponent to 200 yards when you know some and it's understandable they're human when when some players are like well it's they don't have their they don't have their main guys so maybe i don't have to bring my best effort or or get the most out of myself um mm-hmm. need was just kind of all over the field and and i think that's a good sign moving forward for the team because um he's just a really short tackler he's very good in coverage he's got really nice ball skills he basically duped uh bryce perkins into the interception mm-hmm. um so yeah he does he deserves a lot of praise yeah he was you're right he was the highest graded player and it's pretty not even Really, it's not even close because um, he's greater than 92.5 uh, out of the game on pro football focus uh, for the Chiefs defense. People would say what they want about pro football focus. We'll use them when the grades are really good and we don't like them. We'll just make fun of them. Uh, that's kind of how it's worked. <laughs> yep. Pro football focus came out. Uh, just kind of how it all works. Yeah, um, it's like, it's like, hey, you know, every now and then uh, the eye test matches the numbers. And that's great, guys. That's great. At least in the, and I talk with Trevor Sikkim every Friday here on KCSN Update. And he works there, and uh, we've had some fun conversations about the Patrick Mahomes grades and how, the, how you grade a quarterback who does things that they tell you not to do because he can. <laughs> and so it's re he and Trevor's talked about it. There, he's kind of you know reestablishing ways in which quarterbacks are graded, and it's not just. I mean, obviously Mahomes is the best, but there's a lot of quarterbacks right. doing things uh, very uh, much against. Uh, what traditional quarterback coaches or football would tell you you're supposed to do, going back across the middle, across your body, yep. um, all those types of things. But 
Anyway, let's move on to the number two. And I'm interested in what you've got on this one because you just got done talking about Legereus Sneed. Um, there's another player that I think uh, jumps up here. But number two, most irreplaceable player on the Chiefs defense not named Chris Jones. Man, this – this um, hmm. Wow. Yeah, because now it gets to the point of, like, if you remove that player – from this current iteration of the unit, who would who would who would try to fill in that yeah. that 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 assignment and 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 God bless you for trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a it's not a sexy answer. I think I think the more appealing one is probably Legereus Need because he can't play outside, he can't play inside, he can't blitz, he can cover, he can tackle, he can fill in gaps, but. Um, <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> okay, he is not the same player as Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. but knowing Steve Spagnuolo's scheme, I think that answer is probably Justin Reed, which is why they signed him in free agency. Okay, okay, I did not see that coming. I thought you would go with Nick Bolton. Um. Okay. Nothing against any of these guys. It's not a this right. Not a slight. It's a surprising uh-huh. Nate with these questions. That's why they're they're burning questions. Now we have not seen a game without either guy. So, you know, yep. if you're a Chiefs fan, you know, thank the durability and the production and the consistency of Nick Bolton and someone like Justin Reed. Um, I think we know what Juan Thornhill is. We're not asking mm-hmm. Juan Thornhill to do the same things that Justin Reed is or you can't have this you can't have as much disguise or variation I guess in the in the defensive coverages and that also includes because you would have to bring up Brian Cook the rookie who hey wasn't noticeable like best thing you can Mm -hmm. say about a safety in some games especially when you're this young and this inexperienced um but also like you know they're bringing him along relatively you know um, normal for a rookie like hey man you'll get your snaps you're the third safety guy you understand yep. like what things we're working with, but like we might not be as exotic um, if it's just you and like Juan out there. Uh, I think he does not have the splash plays, and that is like the difference. Um, I think from him and Tyron Matthew, the brilliance of Tyron Matthew when he was um, at his peak with the Chiefs was that like he would play mind games with yep. the quarterback, and it was breathtaking to watch because you're like yep. wow how many guys can really do that they are still doing similar things with Justin Reed. he's just he's so consistently good that the <laughs> quarterbacks aren't really trying him <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um so I, I i get the sense that like hey if nick bolton goes down like darius harris can play man um you know willie gay uh could be a possible sort of replacement i don't know who that would necessarily be for Justin Reed, and I know if you want to say luxurious need for all the reasons as I mentioned earlier, well, Trick McDuffie has similar qualities. He might not play it yeah. as well as obviously luxurious need. So it's a it's a bit of a I hope a curveball for most people to think about. Um yeah. because he doesn't have like the interceptions or like the stats or whatever. But like Justin Reed's been a very good player this year. Um and it's it's a role that um has allowed again other players like Snead, Bolton, you know, 
uh, hey, it's it's easier for the quarterback. It's easier to get to the quarterback if you're Chris Jones if like you're not busting coverages within two seconds. Yeah, it mentioning Justin Reed it did surprise me, but I like your explanation of it, and it's actually a perfect segue uh, into this oh. because it is Giving Tuesday. And one of the things that I love about Justin Reed that is similar to Tyron Matthews, the moment that he stepped into Kansas City and got here, he immersed himself into the community, giving yes. back with his foundation, yep. all the different things that he does. Um, I see a lot of it on LinkedIn. Uh, one of the the people that helps him out, um, Angel, I know a little bit. Um, and what up, Angel? Helping, you know, yeah. So yeah, what uh, up, Angel? I, know, I know he's doing a lot. Uh, there's more coming out. He's got a just saw the press release as soon as we started mm-hmm. about his uh, his cleats uh for the my cause my cleats uh deal coming up and so it seems to be very thoughtful never talked to him uh personally but seems like he's giving back to the community and one of the things i want to talk about real quick because again it is giving tuesday and we're in the middle of our soul of kc toy drive and and raffle right now we did this last year at kc sports network we're doing it again and i'm going to put this graphic up uh, for everybody watching on social media and those who aren't i'm going to run through all of the items available and explain what this is uh for anyone who didn't see this last year so our holiday raffle and toy drive. We've got 25 different items that were donated or that we purchased that we are raffling off for uh, fans, people to have a chance to win. You can buy raffle tickets on the KC sports network Venmo. It's $20 for one ticket. You get, uh, for $100, you'll get 10 tickets for a chance to win. We're raffling, uh, we're selling raffle tickets through December 6th, so next Tuesday. And then we are raffling off all the winners on December 11th for all of these prizes. All of the money raised goes towards purchasing presents and toys for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store uh, to help make sure that every kid in Kansas City or as many kids in Kansas City as we possibly can have a fantastic Christmas. Here are some of the items. I'm going to run through them as fast as I can. Here are the items available in this year's (laughs) holiday raffle. Patrick Mahomes jersey. We are going to purchase that once somebody wins. So we make sure that it, it fits and it's the right size. A Creed Humphrey autographed stand-up sign. A Trey Smith autographed Kansas City Pioneers jersey, the professional esports team that Trey Smith is a part of, uh, as is, I believe, McCall Hardman. There's a handful of guys, uh, and McCall Hardman, I believe. Uh, there's a few of them, but uh, the big one, lunch with Colin Saunders this offseason for whoever wins and two of their friends. Uh, Chiefs tickets to the December 24th game there on Christmas Eve at noon against the Seattle Seahawks. Cookie Society, Jeff Allen and Marissa Allen's company, get a monthly sampler pack for 12 months. Cookies for a year. We have two $80 gift cards to Manny's uh, Mexican, $150 gift card to Capitol Grill, $200 gift cards to Third Street Social, four $25 gift cards to Jefferson's Bar and Grill, Charlie Hustle Arrowhead Collection Pack, $100 gift card, four tour passes the Holiday Distillery, six-pack of Jackson Family Wine, a 2017-2018 Kansas Jayhawks autographed basketball, a George Brett autographed book, Frank Clark signed football, a Sky Moore signed football, an Ochai Abaji autographed artwork, Super Bowl LV signed football that includes Patrick Mahomes autograph, and then finally, a KCSN swag bag that includes a Charlie Hustle shirt and hoodie, and a cooler bag that we had um, out at our golf tournament that's pretty cool that it will all come in. So a lot of cool items. Again, uh, tickets purchased at the KC Sports Network Venmo. Last year when we did this uh, campaign, we raised just under $14,000. We are have a goal set of $20,000 this year, and hopefully we can hit that, which means we'll buy hundreds, if not a 1,000 toys uh, for kids for this Christmas. So um, 
generosity of Kansas City helped us last year, hoping to surpass that this year. So uh, because it's Giving Tuesday, I wanted to promote that. We've been promoting it all over social media, but uh, a lot of cool stuff. Man, co- lunch with Colin Saunders in the offseason. Nate, you've been around him. <laughs> How much fun would that be? Some people, like, they see him on pressers. They go, you've been around yeah. him. I've been around him. It, I don't think I can put words into how much fun that experience would be. It's it's going to be fantastic. Um, <laughs> you know, he's from St. Louis. Uh, he's really enjoyed being in Kansas City. Uh, he's got stories on everybody on the team, by the way, um, <laughs> because everybody on the team likes him. I mean, it's, he's, he's a very yeah. gregarious um boisterous kind of personality um he's really tight with chris of course um but no like he'll 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 tell you some some fun stuff and look i mean um if you win this and bj passes along to whoever whoever the winner is um ask this man what it was like to be a running back in high school Mm -hmm. because i i wrote a story about that um when he was when he had been drafted by the Chiefs leading up to his first rookie camp. I got the tape, y'all. I got the film. It is it's out there. It's out there, but you know, I think you'll have a lot of fun stories about um playing running back. And you know, they they tried BJ. Now, I think the Rams were like, "Hey, what is what is 99 doing on the field?" The <laughs> I was Red so zone? angry. I was so then, angry. I looked at Ken, I'm like, "Those mother yeah. Like and, then we, and then and then Eddie upset. was like, we, 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 we can say that for Cincinnati next week. Don't don't worry, don't worry. But you know, I you know he told me after the being, after the Colts game when they showed it the first time that yes, there, there's more plays in that in that personnel mm-hmm. package. Um, and the fact and they, that they went, took him out on the next one just yep. tells me it's like he was getting the ball, like yeah. upset about that. So, you could also get him going, ask him who has the best handles in NBA history. And then kind of question when it's like you could play point guard and just kind of say it like that, he'll go on for a while. Yeah, for a while. So he's got some, so no. he's got some he's handles also, though. He's very yeah, good he's, at basketball. He's also got his own music too, so he can talk yeah. about music and, and production. Um, you know, just he's he's just a very creative person, um, who's very yeah. also just has happens to be pretty good at football. So um, so no, that's a that's a real treat. Um, whoever wins that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, let's move on to the third burning question here for Nate Taylor. Just about 28 minutes. We're going to set a record for the longest show. Yeah. Uh, What do you make of the Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, Mm -hmm. and then Clyde Edwards Elaire? I know he's on Mm -hmm. IR, but he'll be back in a few weeks. Right. Uh, Running back situation as we move towards the the last six games of the regular season and into the playoffs, how is this all going to shake out? Please make all of this make sense for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, it's that they're kind of setting up a, a gauntlet for this position, a, a real, like, I don't know what the comparison is, but basically, um, anybody could be in the rotation for the first playoff game. This is basically all that Mm -hmm. this sets up. And I guess you could say Pacheco has the inside edge at this point because he's obviously been the most productive running back this season. He's been the most durable. Uh, He is a rookie. He's he's dynamic. He has the best, like, uh, he has the most dynamic skills to, like. Yeah. I think he's the guy. Yeah, for sure. You you would think, you would think, but this season's kind of. (laughs) ebbed and flowed and changed um i'm gonna write a story pretty soon about jerk mckinnon i think his role is incredibly valuable as the third down back he's one of the best third down backs in the nfl uh which is one of the reasons the chiefs offense is still leading the league in in points scored um but what this means is um they can tell clyde in some ways for his own benefit However, this high ankle sprain goes, like you can take your time. You do not have to rush. We have six weeks left in the season. We mm-hmm. might get the bye week with the number one seed. Like you're not coming back until you're fully super duper healthy. Um, players, so, yeah, players can take that ahead. a couple ways. Clyde Edwards there can take that a couple ways. Like, hey, we just got Melvin Gordon. It. We got a motivated Ronald Jones. You just go ahead and take your time. Take your you time. Don't, don't worry about it. And that player's like, uh, four weeks, Rick. Like, I'll be back in a week and a half. <laughs> like, so let's see. It. So let's see it. But like, let's yeah. medically test it and make sure that is the give and take that goes on. But it's, it's I'm glad you provided that, BJ, because that's that's why I said it. Um, <laughs> no. For Melvin, it's like, hey, man, you can catch the football. Guess what we do in this offense? Yeah. Got to catch the ball. So that's how he can get on the field the fastest, I believe. It's actually not by his running ability, which has been all right this season with the Broncos. Now, do the Broncos have a good offensive line? No. So maybe it would look different with the Chiefs' uh, offensive line right now. You, you, the assumption is that Joe Tooney will be back um, for Sunday's game against the Bengals. Um, but, hey, maybe he'd look a little bit better. Um, you know, he'd get the occasional touch. If something were to happen with Jarrett McKinnon, who's taken you know some hits this year yeah blocking his you know what off for Patrick Mahomes yeah maybe Melvin Gordon fits that role best uh for Ronald Jones that felt good didn't it don't you want to do it again we also have to motivate you too by bringing in a guy who could supplant you if the production slips or isn't as consistent so it's you know Brett Veach is really um 
Brett Veach and Andy Reid, because they work in tandem. Everybody knows mm-hmm. this. Brett Veach works for Andy Reid. Andy Reid tells Brett Veach, you know, um, let me hear what you're thinking, and then we can sort of go back and forth on it. But ultimately, those two men have come to the understanding that we have 15, which yep. means as much competition as possible at the skill position groups. Uh, so that means, you know, building up the tight end position with obviously, you know, Noah Gray and Jody Fortson and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Blake Bell, but like he's sort of, yeah. you know, um, floating around, but Hey, that's four legitimate tight ends. Hey, we have like eight legitimate receivers. It just depends on like who's healthy and who's available for that game. Like let's get as many running backs as possible. How much juice does Melvin Ingram have? We about to find out, y'all. Is it going to be as good as it was with Le'Veon Bell for like a couple weeks, or is it going to be even better than that, or is it going to be even worse? Well, they'll they'll see it um, in practice and potentially against his former team against the Denver Broncos. Are we going to get another veteran running back to come in here and leave pissed off and say that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid don't know what they're doing because they're washed and they just didn't know that yet? And this is not fair to put on Melvin Gore. We saw it with Lashawn McCoy. Right. And right. we saw it with Le'Veon Bell. They both uh-huh. left and like were very critical uh, on their yeah. way out. They were disgruntled because uh-huh. they were basically told, you don't have it anymore. And then they went to other places barely and didn't really do anything. So I'm hoping that yeah. that's not the case uh, with and, Melvin Gordon. But yeah. It, and Eric, and, and Eric Bieniemy, um, not a man who can sugarcoat things well. I'll just, no. I'll just be very blunt about that. Uh, you know, he's honest. Some people... And- some people actually appreciate that. And on a completely different right. level, I'm not comparing these things, but my college baseball coach was like that. You knew, ex- and, but you knew exactly where you stood with him mm-hmm. because he didn't sugarcoat anything. If you got a compliment, you earned it. I I loved moving on a little soapbox here. I love coaches like that. That's why I love mm-hmm. UB. I love the, you, when he gives you a compliment, you absolutely earned it. And you, there's, there's no uh, guessing where you stand. Uh, you know yeah. exactly uh, where you stand. And for me, and that at my my point in life, like I needed that. Like I was a first guy that was just like, "You're not very good at this." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought I was pretty good at this. I'm in college. I'm like you're yeah. never gonna play." I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, but so look, every, every, everybody can be motivated by week 17, week 18. That's what matters. Is everybody healthy and everybody motivated to get on the field and get some touches? You know, that's what this sets up. We talk about like motivation of players, and it's funny because this happened during the game, and I was laughing because Taylor Rapp, uh, the Ram safety, either didn't do scouting or didn't really think through the first time Ronald Jones touches the ball this season, he ain't going out of bounds. Like nope. he cut that ball on the sideline and put his head down, went right into Taylor Rapp's chest, <laughs> and Taylor Rapp was kind of surprised by it. Like, how could you be surprised? Like that dude's not going out of bounds. Uh, oh, it was one of my favorite, like low key outs. Like that was one of my favorite moments. And then Isaiah Pacheco, like popping up every time he got hit in the red zone or getting hit late out of bounds, sprinting back uh, to to the huddle. I want like, more. I, I love want all of, more. I'm here. Inject all of that straight into I, my I, vein. I love all of it. Because I asked Pacheco, I was like, but but why? Why is that? Why is that motivating? Not for you, but why do you think it has an effect? on not just the opponent but he's like dude if i go if i sprint back to the offensive line and tell each lineman like let's keep going then like they'll block harder for me and i was like you know what that makes a lot of sense young fella like how about that like 
you know, you you in your first season recognize that and are willing to um, put it on display. So we'll we'll see if he can keep it up. But uh, but yeah, man, I you you don't get into this job to be right. I, I don't do that. I get I get I get into this job to report to obviously connect with folks uh, to try to tell them as much information about your team. And in addition, it does feel good when you're like, guys, he was really good in camp. And I've covered enough yeah. training camps to realize this dude's really like, I don't know if this is like a couple months of a fluke, but this is really good. And then you talk to coaches in Rutgers, you talk to other people involved, and you're like, no, he's pretty determined and <laughs> well thought out and like is pretty good at like picking things up pretty quickly. And then Andy, and if Andy Heck loves you, well, then you're going to see the field. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what Pacheco has accomplished. And now it's about seeing how far he can push it, but he's still the number one guy, but how much of a benefit will it be for the team? Again, if every running back is relatively healthy as best you can be in week 17 and 18. Yeah. And they're all capable of, of being available for you however the offense needs to stay balanced to some degree against an opponent in the divisional round or the conference championship round. Yeah. That's why I always appreciate your coverage because so much of us, and I got guilty. I mean, every, all of us were guilty of it at some point getting, you know, falling in love in OTAs with a player. Mm-hmm. Like that's like Kenny cook was my guy. Like I was like this <laughs> dude, like every year is like Ross Travis or Kenny cook or Mark Harrison. Every year there's just like these, you know, off season, all star training camp, all stars guys who played really well. Yep. I don't want to knock them for making plays, but it's like, can you do this when the pads come on? But I remember now uh, there's a, I appreciate you is that you don't always fall and get caught up into like the, the narrative of the time uh, yeah. as far as like what people are talking about, like, Oh, this is going to be a guy. Cause it's OTAs and you're just trying to like be excited about stuff. It's not even intentional. Yeah. You just get caught up in it. Right. Um, but I will never forget uh, when Tyree kill first got there. And obviously there was a lot mm-hmm. going on with Tyreek at the time, but promoting what he was doing at practice and people just being like, we've seen fat, like we've seen DeAnthony Thomas, like we've had fast guys. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, this is like, I feel like he's in a different, like he's an alien type type speed. This is the same thing. He makes a lot of very, very, very fast people look very slow. It was like, I can't believe this is going to happen. Granted, there was a lot there at that time uh, with Tyreek. But kid, when he first got there, but can you imagine? I just love how you was like, it's not, it's not what you think it is. Cause I just, I just, I always think back to like, man, think about that division two local kid from like Missouri, Iowa, <laughs> Illinois, Kansas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, who was a dog at division two. And you get a tryout request from the Chiefs and you have made it to the, highest of your profession and it's just off season training there ain't no pads no one's getting hurt it's warm everybody feels good who the hell is this guy <laughs> like who it the- was coach i can't put nothing good on tape because look at him <laughs> it was so different than anything that i had ever seen and even like coaches and like the, st- the support staff around that were just like the first few practices, like eyes open, just like, holy cow. Like Smokes. this is, yeah. this is something. And again, it wasn't like you could write a dozen stories about how he was <laughs> looking just because of the, the time that it was in and the things that mm-hmm. people were writing and talking about. 
um, not necessarily at chiefs.com uh, getting into a lot of that, mm-hmm. but trying to talk about like what we're seeing. It's like, we're seeing the most explosive player in NFL history. And I don't care if it's three OTA practices. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is it. So anyway, enough about uh, him. Yeah. Let's talk about another player. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Um, mentioned him off the top of the show, but Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. Nate, does Sky Moore return another punt for the Chiefs? And all, uh, why you marinate on that question. It stood out to me that when he was asked about it, Coach Reed, who never says anything like this, basically just came out uh-huh. and said, like, that was bad. Like, that wasn't good. It's just like, oh, wow. That it's not this, like, earth-shattering comment but if you've watched right. enough andy reed pressers and how he answers questions like that that was not nothing um the answer is no from an interpersonal standpoint i do wonder how they'll handle this because yeah like maybe spend some time on your own in the off season and we'll come back to it because he didn't do this in college like he it's not did, necessarily not. fair to him. It's not his. And it's, it's, it, it's 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 not his fault that like McColl's injured and that Kadarius right. Tony's injured and that like because you're like the fourth receiver. Yeah, that's normally and, what the fourth receiver does in this situation. And, and now I think it's mental. Like never talk to that. Like, I don't know him at all, but I don't yeah. know how it couldn't be mental at this point. Where unless he's camped under it. If he's running forward to catch the right. ball, I or, am worried he, for his confidence. Yeah. Or if, if he was back unsure, there. you know, if you're unsure in any manner, it doesn't feel good to give up yardage, but just don't go near it. You know, just don't. Yeah. You know, like McCall so did a little, his rookie year. Like that was his problem. It's like yeah. he just didn't catch it. He kept bouncing, and it was driving Dave Tobe crazy. And um. But this is a bigger philosophical thing, and I know fans are not thrilled with Dave Tove this year um, for obvious reasons. The answer is no, um, because you do have Justin Watson, which we talked about earlier. Um, Kadarius Tony could come back and be an option, although how much do you want to save his hamstrings for Patrick Mahomes' snaps versus see if we can make a splash play? It's hard for coaches to change their philosophy in the middle of the season to change who they are as the core. This ladies and gentlemen is why Bill Belichick will and remains the best coach at doing this at saying, here are my players. Here's what they're capable of doing. I will shift in their direction. Um, Dave Tobe needs to probably acknowledge that they can't be aggressive with these group of guys. So if you want a splash play, if you always want to put pressure on the other special teams unit, I get that. Um, but if you don't have the horses, if you don't have the guys, if this group of young players is taking longer to develop because there's so many of them <laughs> and they're also getting time in like offensive meetings, defensive meetings, they're playing real snaps on offense, real snaps on defense, which takes away time mm-hmm. from like having more hands on approach then you got to fall back and realize that your quarterback is the most talented thrower of the football. The most important thing is possessing the football so that he can possess it. Yeah. Um, and so they don't need to, they don't, they don't need to return another kickoff. They don't need to return another punt. 
um, unless there's a very rare circumstance. But even then, I still might say just give the ball to Patrick Mahomes and the, and the rest of the offense. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a yardage, passing yardage record to break. So if we let it bounce, he has to get an extra 25, 30 yards at that worst every time. Like, not the end of the world. Uh, otherwise, just put Colin Saunders back there. <laughs> like, I, I know our guy could catch the ball. Like, um, like some people want to see it. Yeah, some people have suggested Trent McDuffie. We kind of saw that at training camp, but Dave okay. Tobe didn't love that. Um, and look, Trent McDuffie is going to be a starter. So it's like, we don't want to put a ton on his plate already, um, and, he's, and he is a starter. So it's it's a weird predicament, um, but the answer is no. And to your point, BJ, talking about confidence, build that man's confidence through the offense because uh, that's where he can make the most impact for the remainder of this season. And for those keeping track, Patrick Mahomes is on pace right now. I just double-checked it again. He is on mm. pace to break pa- Peyton Manning's single-season record for most passing yards. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is on pace for 5,540 passing yards this season and the NFL record set by Peyton Manning back in 2013 when that Broncos team set every offensive record there is and most points scored and all that stuff. But 5,477. Uh, so he's pacing it by about 70 yards, so – the difference of getting it, not having those guys not catch it, get that extra 20, 30 yards. Will they, will, will they, will they, will, will he be on the field in Las Vegas in week 18? Because of Buffalo's schedule, this is a much different conversation. We do a whole podcast on this, but Buffalo's right. schedule, if you look at it, especially as banged up as they are, the way Josh Allen's playing, Vaughn Miller's mm-hmm. banged up, they have got some tough games. They got to play Miami again. They got to play the Jets. They got to play the Patriots, I think, twice, uh, including the last Mm -hmm. game of the season. Mm -hmm. The the Bills are going to lose at least one more game, which means the Chiefs have one that they could drop uh, and still be all right. But for the sake of the Chiefs team, I hope he's not playing. For the sake of Patrick Mahomes breaking that record, which I have a bet on, uh, Nick Bolton leading the league in tackles, uh, which I have a bet on. I would love for these guys to play in the final week of the season, but I also have a bet for them to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, want to get those guys to stay healthy against the Raiders. But I would love to see the Chad Henney Bowl uh, January 8th um, out there in Vegas, have him go out there and do his thing and give all those young guys a shot. Uh, and maybe we'll see Sky Moore return kicks. Um, on January eighth, right. get that opportunity to go in the to Allegiant and get that done. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Nate, let's uh, let's go on to the final question here. 
and uh, it's more of an open-ended one. But okay, Chiefs Bengals. We're gonna look forward now. Yes, Chiefs Bengals on Sunday. When the schedule came out, this was the game that I had kind of circled. This is the one that I was most interested in. It wasn't the Bills mm-hmm. game because the Bills didn't end the Chiefs season in a very abrupt way that a lot of people didn't see coming. Uh, okay. Bills Bengals beat them twice. Mm-hmm. Now you're going on the road facing the team that just kind of mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. it from you in a little bit. Yeah. Kind of gave it to them, and they took a little bit. Um, and then it's Joe Burrow with his fucking cigar and all like the whole deal. Uh, don't want to see it. Don't not happy about it. What are your expectations for Sunday's game? You were around these guys post game. It seemed like compared to games past, they had already kind of turned the page on that game. And I don't know if it was because the questions were at, that's the one thing when you're watching press conferences, right. like, oh, this guy's playing really well. Cause everybody's talking about him. Well, if every media person asks about the same player, it's not like, Oh, he's killing it. No, everyone, they were answering the questions that were asked. So, right. Right. Did you get a sense that they had already started looking forward to Cincy or is that based on the questions being asked? No, it's, it's both. Um, Sometimes I think guys on the team are like, yeah, man, like, let's just let's let's go. Let's let's have a let's have a real conversation about like where we are in the season. Um, So Justin Reed was really quick about like, I appreciate this. We know what challenge is coming up Mm -hmm. and, you know, this is what we you know, how we need to process it all. And he'll just be very, (laughs) very blunt about like, no, Jamar Chase will be back next week. And Joe Mixon. Yeah, I am. A, I'm. I'm much aware of this. We all talked about it. We know he's gonna be back. We kind of know he said out of this game so that he could be back against us, so that, he, yeah. so that his body could be right, right uh, against us. I I expect a lot of fireworks. I expect a really motivated team. Um, I don't know if it's gonna go exactly the same way that it went down against Tampa Bay. Right, that was really the first game where I was like, okay, like. That's the first true circle it down for the guys. Mm-hmm. I think for fans and for reporters, it's like, okay, we want to see what the offense looks like on opening day against Arizona. Okay, the best divisional rival to them is the Chargers. It's why Amazon wanted that game on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Then you get to, I mean, everybody overlooked the Colts. Just going to be honest there. then you get to tampa bay and that was i thought the first true circle because it was the rematch of you know when they when they had an opportunity to be a dynasty and they fail at the last step um Mm -hmm. or they stumbled at the last the last stage of it then you have the bills which is crazy because like i looked at that game bj as like well that's just the next chapter (laughs) in this saga that i'm just gonna enjoy all the way out because it's gonna go back and forth um but yeah I think I think for the guys, um, I think the three games that are not divisional related were Tampa, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Yeah. And um, the addition of Carlos Dunlap to this is really fascinating, too, mm. because, uh, you know, he doesn't – he, like – He's one of their best players of the modern era and yet didn't have the success that like the young guys had. Um, I also understand too, that like, again, Chris Jones, everybody's got a moment that, that matters on the team. Chris Jones didn't get the sack of Joe Burrow that could have maybe kept the chiefs from not losing all momentum. Obviously Patrick Mahomes had his worst stretch in a postseason game 
in his career. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey, non-existent in the second half. Don't know if that's his fault. Don't know if it's the Bengals playing, you know, eight defenders back, but didn't have a moment in the second half of that game. Um, you know, even someone like Nick Bolton missed two chances for a turnover, dropped two interceptions, one of which occurred in the second half. So um, for a lot of the core guys, they all remember that. I think it matters for Orlando Brown, who got beat on one third down snap. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he was pretty perfect in the playoffs, all things considered. Um, and yeah, it's the team that prevented you from going to the Super Bowl. So uh, there's no lack of focus this week. And yeah. I think for Andy and the coaching staff, it's like this. And I, I truly, in some ways, believe this, depending on how it goes. But if you look at the schedule, we've talked about this. It's the last potential AFC opponent mm-hmm. with a winning record left on their schedule. Yep. So this is the last sort of dress rehearsal. Even though it's like early December, this could be the last dress rehearsal for a playoff game. And then, of course, you can tell the guys, well, if you want to see them again, beat them now so that they have to come to Arrowhead if yeah. they make it. You know, if if the if the if the circumstances present itself to where you have to meet them again, um, yeah. so you may have to beat the Bengals twice. Um, but I think the coaching staff is going to put its its best for right now. Things can change over the course of the season. You can obviously build better things and have better stuff for the postseason. But for right now, um, know who their players are with a you know eleven game sample. I think the coaching staff is going to put a lot of their best stuff out there. Yeah, this is going to come across as as disrespectful to the Bengals. But it's one thing if you lose to the Bills in the playoffs. Like, you lose to a team that you feel like is in your tier. Yeah. This one was annoying because the Chiefs are a better football team. I know they beat us twice. It's fine. There's nobody out there that thought the Bengals were on the same – at a normal, across-the-board – Sample mm-hmm. size of everyone who we watches thought, football we, covers we, football. We thought we already saw the the AFC Championship game. B they just happened yes. to play it in the divisional round. You lose the thirteen seconds game. It, you're pissed. You're bummed. It, not not putting lipstick on a pig about anything with losing being a good thing. But at least you can be like, you know what, the Bills are going to go win the Super Bowl. Like they're a good team. Losing that game to the Bengals in the way that second half did just it still bother like i'm not getting that feeling out of my stomach till we go to their place and win i don't care if it's a regular season game but make me feel a little bit better uh mm-hmm. that's why that game i think stung so much for cheese fans it did for me personally is because there's no doubt in my mind that we were a, a football team on a different tier uh than they were and you just you can't not that they're a bad football team but you can't play poorly uh mm-hmm. against a good team when it matters uh especially when they're making plays the way that they did and give them credit uh, they went out there and made some plays. Jamar Chase, one of the best young receivers, if not the best young receiver in all of football. And this is you got Trent McDuffie, you got Jalen Watson, Josh Williams, you got all these young corners. This is going to be a test. We said we've said it before, but yep. this is Trent McDuffie, like his next big, like, hey, this is a dude. This is the kind of dude that you're going to have to match up with uh, to win something special to go and play for a chance to win a trophy in a ring. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. You know, we know what we know how it's gonna look. That's the best thing too. Sometimes you go into these games that are important or pivotal, and you're like, "Man, I wonder how it's gonna all play out." You know, y'all. <laughs> you know, Spags is gonna be like, "I don't care. We we we're going to blitz. We're going to do some funky, 
stuff and and like let's let's see it let's see if we can if we can do it a certain way so that we can also figure out um how we may change some things for the postseason you 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 gotta you gotta win today while also learning about yourself for the even bigger games and uh when when i see the when i visualize the big offense with Chiefs defense it does come down to what nick bolton said are you in position to make a play and then can you tackle because they were so bad at tackling the Bengals last year yeah they're going to be in position and i'm just looking for george karloff just like i won't be greedy like at least a four sack game let's get it <laughs> let's get four from him so we can get back on pace to, to flirt with that the record that everybody reminds me of um, every time because I was pretty, pretty vocal about him flirting with DT's record. Um, he got his, he's got his sack yeah, last hey. week. So hey, he averages one and a half over the next six. He'll tie it. <laughs> it starts uh, on Sunday. It starts on Sunday. And look there by by the way, quietly y'all, Bengals offensive line is looking good. So this is this is gonna be a nice little test for the Chiefs defensive line, which has been dominating. Yeah. Over the last month, Bengals offense looks, it looks, it looks, it looks delicious. I don't, I, I'm fascinated to see where they're going to, where the Chiefs are going to sort of put their pressures, um, how they're going to try to sort of influence uh, the Bengals offensive line, but the Bengals offensive line has played well and, and um, they didn't make that many mistakes against the, the Tennessee Titans. Well, Spags is coming. <laughs> you know, he's going to send them. I don't care if they send four, if they send seven, uh, there are going to be some dudes getting after him. I hope they they hit him, make him uncomfortable, all those things. Because Bengals, not great to start the season. They've started to figure things out. They're obviously playing better, and they're going to get Chase and Mixon back. But uh, this is going to be a fun one. And I I know it's regular season, all those things. But I, I can't imagine that these guys aren't going to be as locked in as we've seen them all year going into this one. I know they were for the Bills and all of that, but this is more personal for a team that you know that you're better than even if they're a solid team you know you're better than these guys so anyway that is everything uh we've got for nate taylor today with our five burning questions nate what are you working on this week at the athletic and uh how can people find your stuff yeah theathletic.com um please check us out if you get a chance we got some world cup stuff going on too uh which has been super duper fascinating uh told you about the the work i'm gonna be doing with Jarrett mckinnon and then mm-hmm. um might be something uh, Patrick Mahomes related about a specific part of his game that um, just again showcases why yep he's the best of the league best in the league at doing this and when he does this it usually means bad things for the opposing defense so I don't want to totally give it away but hopefully puts on a football teaser. jersey <laughs> like, nope. steps, steps, steps nope. out onto the field when he, when he is on the field he okay. I truly believe seeks to do this as much as possible, even though he is becoming a more patient quarterback. But I do think he does seek these moments to do this specific thing all right. that even with all the, even with all the knowledge defenses has, even without Tyreek Hill, when I do this, I still have the upper hand. So just, just keep that in mind. Hopefully, hopefully it comes out later this week. Down 10. I'm going to get, you got me. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I can't give you the answer, but all right. It's uh I, I'm purely guessing, but I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one uh for sure. But I'll we're gonna say something else, you're gonna tease a little no, bit more. No, no, that's right. it. That's it. I can't I can't give you more than this, BJ. <laughs> all right. 
All right. That's Nate Taylor from The Athletic. We appreciate all you for hanging out with us on this episode of KCS and Update. We'll have more content getting you ready for Chiefs Bengals on Sunday afternoon here at KC Sports Network. If you liked what you heard, please hit that like button, hit that follow button, and leave us a review so other people uh, can find the content as well. The more people that find it, the more cool stuff that we can do. So we appreciate all your support, and we'll see you all next time.